Hit me, baby, baby one more. Do you remember that Darius one? We had that um, big interlude. That's not Darius. I'm pretty sure that's Britney Spears. <laughs> no, Darius. but his version on Pop Stars where he did his own Are you talking about version. Colorblind? Because that is an amazing song. No, he did He did do his audition was Baby One More Time and he did do what Dan just said. I'm not going to do it again because I already started recording when Dan was doing it. So thanks, Dan. Oh, no. We've got a singing intro from you this week. That's exceptional. Okay, okay. So we've started. Yeah. So this is actually recording. Oh, yeah. God, we're going to have to edit. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Fitness Unfiltered, episode six. Am I right? Seven. Seven. Okay. Episode seven. Today, we wanted to discuss supplements and in particular vitamins because it sort of seems like a no brainer to take vitamins. Um, and we wanted to delve a little bit into if that's the case, maybe who should be taking them, who shouldn't be taking them, and then broaden it up and probably go on loads of tangents, but discuss kind of misconceptions around fitness, misconceptions around supplements, um, and who, who these things might be most beneficial to. Excellent. Before we get into that, how are you, Insta-famous Mike? Um, I'm very well thank you Emma Uh, Emma is of course referring to the fact that I for the first time uh, posted my um, I can't really think of any other way to say it than shameless topless selfie shameless topless transformation picture it's almost worse than a selfie because that's from a proper photo shoot I know well so I did this photo shoot a year ago and I did a photo shoot the year before as well as a kind of end point and it was a great experience really enjoyed it etc etc but very much did it for myself and never particularly felt comfortable to post the pictures on the internet which kind of seems at odds with my love of transformation Tuesday etc and kind of the more uncomfortable it made me feel to post it the more I thought well maybe I should post it because maybe the reason that I don't want to post it is because I'm worried about what people will think and I think that's a bad thing to be worried about so I thought well I'm just gonna just do it and see what happens and well um, done justifying that well you know (laughs) what it's one of those things like you know when you go uh when you read those captions on Instagram where people say um oh yeah you know it's just I feel really uncomfortable posting this I really you know this isn't this isn't usually the kind of thing that I would post etc and I read them going well why are you posting it no one's making you post it it's your social media you don't have to do anything don't post it no but then, it. then the other side of that is is you've you've made an incredible transformation because it's transformation Tuesday over the years and lost an incredible amount of weight so actually if you want to be a little bit proud of yourself I think that's okay to get that out there for sure it's not, and it's I a, I am I proud of myself. It's not, exactly. Every week. Exactly. And it's not, I, again, it's not kind of, I am proud of myself, but I'm proud of myself regardless of whether I post it on social media or not. So that's, that was kind of the dichotomy in my brain is, you know, do I need to put that picture on, on the internet? But then I kind of thought, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think you can delve into your motivations too much, but then at the end of the day, you just go, okay, it's just actually just a, a post on Instagram. I'm just going to put it up. There you go. Press upload. Yeah. Done. Done. I think yeah. you've sort of given yourself a bit, you know, injustice here because it is a great transformation and it's not, I don't think it's self-indulgent the way you've done it or anything. I think we're just playing on that. Oh, no, it, it is an interesting concept that people will just sort of see something. It, it's an easy, quick like, like, oh, that's a good transformation. They don't have to read it. They don't have to. Um... <laughs> just just like Mike's pitch, pictures, don't read the content at all. Exactly. That's what <laughs> well, there might be some for. hidden trivia in there. There might be some <laughs> hidden trivia in there. Sometimes I do like to throw in some hidden trivia into my uh, into my 
Instagram pictures. But yes, I'm fine. Thank you very much, Emma. Thanks for asking. Uh, how are you, Dan? I'm well, thank you. Yeah, I'm suffering from a little bit of uh, Christmasitis. Okay. This incessant need to make everything as Christmassy as possible. So I'm already wearing Christmas jumpers. Um, I'm sticking nutmeg and cinnamon in my coffee um, and just spreading Christmas cheer from ear to ear. But I like Christmas. Oh, good. Oh, interesting nutmeg. Like, you know, you can overdose on that and get like hallucinations. Yeah, you have to get your, you have to get your ratios right. You need, it's definitely like a more three to one cinnamon to nutmeg ratio there. I actually tried oh, cinnamon and nutmeg, or I, I say tried, um, Tom Morgan of Tom Morgan Training um, made me try uh, nutmeg in cinnamon coffee. And it does taste like Christmas. You're quite right. So I approve. This is going to sound a little insane as well, but often I'm a little bit greedy when it comes to, and I know there's certain people out there that love proats, but um, if I want to add volume to my oats, I'll often put grated carrot in there with nutmeg and cinnamon. Yeah, I've heard of that. Ooh. I've heard of that. Then they're like carrot cake oats. Almost reminds me of yeah. carrot cake. <laughs> Is that what you just said? Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't. I, I wouldn't compare it to carrot cake. It, more just that they both have carrot in them is probably the best comparison. But yeah, it makes it tastier and it provides more for a greedy individual like myself. Like Have that. you considered courgette? I didn't want to mention that they both go in, but because yeah, that, that sounds gross. Oh. Then you get to call them zotes, which I think sounds very funny and very silly, and I like. But it. it's coats, really, isn't it? Because in England we coats. call them courgettes; they're not zucchini. You can't call them coats, so re- can you? I but mean, it is coats, coats for breakfast. Actually, it's coats. Yeah, but then people won't know. And I think, I think, I actually think that zucchini is a well better name than courgettes, if I'm honest. Oh, absolutely. Uh, what's the aubergine name again? Eggplant. Eggplant. How cool does that sound? I quite like that. Yeah. And also, yeah. how much better does cilantro sound than um, whatever it's called? What's it called? What is it called? Coriander. Coriander. Cilantro. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah exactly. That does sound better. Can Coriander. I just add, add one more before we move on? Because it's a little bit of a bone of contention for me. It's this whole cream of rice craze that everyone goes through, which is basically rice pudding flakes. Yeah. Which is basically just well, a rice alternative to oats. And now it's, we've got rice pudding as well. Actual just rice pudding with um, whey protein in it. And um, Ollie, Ollie Carson has basically carcinated it. Like he keeps carcinating. Yeah, how is that now his thing? I don't know. It's just, it, it just happens. He will put something on his Insta story and then he'll screenshot millions of people messaging him saying, how do you make that? Oh, you pour it out of a can. Yeah, we're, it's we're, mad. We're I saw his Instagram coats, today doing yeah. that. Yeah, I know, I know. It, so, I mean, it's only ever worked for me with Brussels sprouts. Now all I get is people tagging me in every single... I'm like, <laughs> 50 people have already tagged me in these Brussels sprouts crisps, but thank you. I thank love you Brussels again. sprouts. I didn't even know that, that you were a Brussels sprout fiend. Oh, yeah. it's big, yeah. Gosh. I didn't try them till I was 27. Now I now I eat them all the time. I did actually try something I saw on Facebook the other day, which was to put Marmite in there. Well, when Brussels sprouts, oh. I love yeah. Marmite. It goes well. It does. Don't don't turn your noses up. It does go well. I had buffalo sprouts the other day at um at the Blues Kitchen in Brixton. I'm really cool now because I've been to Brixton and um, we had we had Christmas dinner at the at Narina Palo's Christmas concert and they had they, they were like Brussels sprouts with walnuts and what must have been buffalo sauce. It was incredible. What's buffalo sauce? Like hot wing sauce. Oh um, yeah, like buffalo I'm wings. Yeah. Okay, so I feel like we've preambled quite a lot now. I think we've just, just given out some important value and some important yeah, information. Yeah, that was important information. Yeah. 
Um, and now on to some more important information as well. Can I just have a tiny yeah. tangent? Because I just wanted to just touch on, on the fact that is we it, are... Is it really tiny, though? It is tiny, because we're talking oh. about vitamins and supplements, right? And so I kind of just wanted to, to kind of put that in, in the context of... We've been talking a lot recently about um, minutiae when it comes to training and um, how... And, and I know I've been very, very guilty of this many times. Like, And it's a bit like... Um, you know, when you when you want to take up a new hobby and you buy all the stuff because you just want to get everything right. But actually, there are so many fundamental things that you need to get right before you start worrying about what supplements you're taking or what time you're taking your supplements, etc. And um, I mean, I, I remember when I was a kid, we went to America and we found Nike Air football boots. And I was the worst person at football. I always have been my entire life. I just cannot kick a ball. But I had Nike Air football boots, which no one I knew had. So I was going around PE, like with the best football boots out of everybody, but with zero capabilities. And they made no <laughs> difference to my capabilities whatsoever. But I was absolutely obsessed with having these amazing football boots. And I think that's a bit like what people are doing now. You see a lot of stuff on Instagram. Everyone's... Um, you know, getting loads of blood tests done, getting their, you know, checking their blood sugars and their blood pressures and all of these kinds of things. And I'm not talking about people who are, you know, fitness professionals and who are doing the minutiae because it's important for their training because they're athletes, etc. Um, but I think some people may well be doing all of this stuff because they see other people doing it and not realizing that actually going to the gym is also quite important. Yeah, and it's, it's nailing the other stuff, isn't it? All the foundational stuff. So it's, I mean, there's, I, you know, it's something I buy into, and definitely something I, I feel, find I like to research more. But gut health is you've you've got people like sipping kombucha during the week, but of a weekend, or they're living off takeaways, drinking, spending hundreds of pounds on alcohol, and getting on recreational drugs. And it's just, where do these things go in the grand scheme? Of, of you know towards your goals um and as you said focusing on the, the minutiae all those tiny little bits is if you haven't got the foundational stuff right which is a lot of people just firstly i think food choices where we are actually looking at quality and then depending on your goals looking at the quantity of those and in terms of how much you need towards your goals then everything else is kind of irrelevant yeah i think that was an important point you made about gut health as well that it kind of touches on, you know, a lot of people think that taking supplements is going to make up for having a really poor diet, and it absolutely will not. And one of the key uh, aspects where that's really true is gut health. So just taking supplements is not going to help your gut health. It's so important to have the fiber from the food as well. So you're much better off having, you know, a variety of fruit and veg in your diet, a variety of whole grains, than you are just thinking that taking some supplements is going to cover all your bases in that sense exactly and I, I i just think that you know i think it's human nature to just want to because the minutiae are much more interesting than than the normal stuff like it makes us feel better to be doing things that we think are helping on top it of makes stuff. it sexier as well doesn't yeah, exactly it? It interest like people would rather drink kombucha because they think it's got health benefits than they would drink water because everyone's drinking water like what you know they've, i've always drunk water what's the point in that but actually in reality they're probably going to get more benefits from drinking more water and plus have you tasted kombucha no yeah it's, it's like um fizzy barley it's sadness. Oh. I've tried a flavoured one, which is quite nice, but the, it on its own is is not too tasty. No. But again, 
if you're taking care of all the everything else, it's, do you need that? Is that is that going to offer you any benefits, or are you just going to pay through the nose for a, potentially a product you just don't need? Mm, well, yeah, exactly. I think that's exactly what what we kind of want to get on here is that actually, and this is a bit paradoxical, but most people who take supplements who are health conscious and generally have a good diet anyway are getting absolutely no benefits from these supplements. Anyone that needs to be taking supplements annoyingly normally doesn't. Uh, I'm sure Mike sees this all the time in various, like not just supplements, but I don't know, people that are worrying about blood sugar, but yet they active, healthy, go to the gym and don't have any um, or don't have a lot of excess body fat. Whereas someone who really should be worrying about that you know, doesn't bat an eyelid at it or doesn't even consider it. I mean, I, I think um, I think when it comes to stuff like preventable disease, etc., I think the people that worry the most about preventable disease are the people who don't have preventable, preventable disease yeah. or who have the time <laughs> or the resources to worry about preventable disease, like from a socioeconomic point of view and from a psychosocial point of view as well. Um, so, yeah, that that's an interesting one for sure. And then you've got people with actual conditions who would benefit from taking more supplements. Um, but you know, I mean, I think what would be really interesting for us to touch on is, is actually supplements that we do think are important. So supplements that, that you would, that you would recommend, what supplements would you recommend to people? Yeah, I, I think it's, um, also it's, with a lot of these, it's, it's based on assumptions because I think like, there are certainly health supplements I recommend, you know, vitamin D being one of them, but that, that's something you can get tested. But we, we like to just assume that everyone is relatively low in vitamin D because we don't get exposed to a lot of sunlight. But a lot of 40, 45 products nowadays have vitamin D in it as well. Um, that's certainly one I do supplement with throughout the year, normally a little bit more during the winter months. Uh, vitamin D people are generally lower than you think they're going to be. I, in my experience and in, in what a lot, of, a lot of people seem to say because in this country we get such little sun exposure that we kind of the fortification isn't I don't think quite enough um so yeah yeah I and I completely agree <coughs> that indeed it's one of my you know supplements that I would probably suggest but interestingly even the research on that isn't particularly strong and there's various reasons for that um when you're looking at sort of meta-analysis of data collected from various studies on vitamin d or actually most vitamins there really isn't much backing to any health benefit at all but that doesn't necessarily mean that there isn't any because mm. i guess to give the other side it's due like what we're looking at here is health benefits that are really going to be pretty small and hard to measure and mm-hmm. um, you also can't control for numerous other factors um you know just the way people are living and yeah, it, it becomes a very hard thing to study. And I think the main issue is how small these changes would potentially be, making it so hard to test for them um, yeah. and not having that control. Like you could do a randomized control trial, but really, if there's any benefits to taking vitamin D, I imagine it would take sort of years to be able to test that benefit, years of taking vitamin D to be able to test that benefit. But Not also the sort of six week trial of taking it like exactly you really show there is that the blood levels may have gone back up to what's quote unquote normal or desired. But we don't know if that then has any benefit to health or any real term benefit. Because then there's also the all the confounding variables as well. It's just very, it's very difficult to um, to test because it's such a lifestyle thing as well. And you don't know how much sun, exp- how much of their vitamin D that they're actually getting from the, you know, from the sun exposure, how much they're getting from the supplements yeah and um, it's also i mean are these supplements no it's not only that but 
depending on when you take them and what you take them with um you know if you're eating with them there tends to be a better absorption than if you're not and you know there's yeah. so many confounding variables i think there's um there's also a cost cost reward ratio to think about as well so in terms of like vitamin d3 it's so so cheap it's one of those that if you can afford to have it in there then it's the likelihood is that you probably are a little bit deficient but if you're not that deficient you're probably just topping up your normal levels anyway mm-hmm. yeah so i would agree it's worth taking that um at the likelihood that is you know our climate over here is that we're not exposed to a lot and that we're not going to get a lot from fortified cereals as you said mike mm-hmm. um I, and i think like the other thing to think about is do people actually take them so i did a bit of research into supplements and vitamins and what I should be taking. And I decided to start taking. Um, so, I mean, I, I think these are kind of fairly straightforward supplements that I think are advisable, if not necessarily essential, but, you know, if you want to take supplements and work on these things, particularly if you're, you know, having low fat diet, etc. cetera. Um, so I started taking creatine, um, vitamin D and um, omega-3 oils, right? Um, so I bought packs of those. They still exist. They are still in my cupboard. They are barely touched because <laughs> I'm just really bad at taking them. So, you know, it's adding stuff to people's routines as well. Do people actually, are people actually going to take them every day? And then if you don't well, take guess- them every day, what benefits are you going to get from them if you take them sporadically? Mm. Um, you know, it, it's kind of, it's one of those things that I think that I, when I'm super motivated and feeling really thinky about stuff, I think that's a new word um i i take them religiously every day and then that lasts a few days until something changes like i go away for a weekend or whatever and it's almost like suddenly a hard reset i need to put them next to my toothbrush or something like that i think also we should probably stress here as well it's very much population dependent so you know if if you are vegan if you do follow a vegan plant-based diet then the likelihood is that things like vitamin b12 you're going to be a little bit lower in so the assumption would be that a cheap supplement Supplementing that on top of things you would normally find in sort of meat, fish, poultry and fortified cereals um, because of your lifestyle choices, it's likelihood is you're not going to get enough of that. Exactly. So when we're making, you know, broad statements here, we're not necessarily suggesting that everyone needs to, but just depending on the context and certain populations, they could probably benefit from them. But again, it's, it's that whole cost benefit thing and whether it's worth having that in there. Yeah, I should probably yeah, I a think- disclaimer that I'm not I'm not medically advising anybody to take. Uh, supplements or vitamins over this podcast the end okay good thanks glad we got that in neither neither me or dan just just for the record um yeah and i think what's actually a good point is that yeah vegans and vegetarians may benefit even more than anyone else from things like creatine which we find in meat anyway but if they're not having any of that um that they could see huge benefits from that well huge bigger benefits from that um and i guess like our general advice or what, what is generally given is if you're deficient in something then a supplement may be beneficial now the problem with that is how do you know if you're deficient in something and interestingly enough the other day someone on some company on instagram messaged me sort of asking to affiliate with me about some skin test um and i was kind of like oh do you have any evidence for you know any proof that this actually tells you if you're deficient or gives any sort of health markers, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, she sent me like a YouTube video. So obviously some really great evidence there. Um, she might as well just seen to Wikipedia. I, yeah, I feel like there's probably not much evidence for that. But Mike, I don't know if you know if there's 
particular tests people can do um, if they're deficient or if you even need to do that and really yeah I guess that I mean what's really interesting so I, I would use the vitamin d blood test as an example because that's causing quite a lot of controversy in in medicine at the moment because um everywhere seems to use a different reference range as to what's normal and then initially when they first started rolling out the vitamin d blood test we were finding everybody was deficient and then they kind of clarified more that no there's this kind of there's this window which is kind of like you're insufficient but it's not true deficiency so if it's true deficiency you need high dose you know vitamin d which you you would prescribe and then if you've got the insufficiency which is somewhere in between which is quite a wide range then um you would just use over-the-counter supplements and then above that in normal ranges you'd be replete um and it causes a lot of a lot of drama because there's there's guidelines if you look at the kind of our local guidelines for example about prescribing vitamin d they are um they are set at a certain level so depending on the level you would give a certain prescription and then you know i've had discussions with consultants who have said um oh no well i've been involved in research which suggests that actually we should be using much higher doses of, of vitamin mm-hmm. d and there's, there's no real kind of cohesive guide that everyone seems to agree with on on what what the blood tests mean and i've had similar you know when we've tested for b12 and stuff as well a lot of people seem to think that the lab tests underestimate or, or overestimate sorry the levels of b12 um but it's difficult to know where this information comes from um i mean certainly as in kind of in the nhs we tend to check for for vitamin b12 and folic acid levels fairly frequently because they are often the cause of of um symptoms um and also sometimes vitamin d levels as well um but skin testing for for deficiencies is not something sorry can i just interrupt you there because i think that's quite an important point you just made is that um often the need to get testing in the first place is symptomatic of something. So, you know, if it's like fatigue, you're feeling under the weather constantly, but you're not ill, then that should give you cause then to get something checked. Um, yeah. I just I'll go for a random test. You, you need, I mean, watch out for that sort of thing is what I mean. I mean, yeah, yeah we... no, I completely agree. But then it's almost like you don't really want to get to the stage that you're symptomatic. If it's as easy as, oh, actually, I could probably just take, a multivitamin a day well i think most most people seem to think that with if you have got a decent western diet um with a you know a sensible balance of you know fruit and vegetables and and all the kind of stuff then you shouldn't really need multivitamins unless you've got some form of of malabsorption or some condition which causes you to to not be absorbing the vitamins in the first place um or whether you've got a condition which requires higher amounts of vitamins to to help you etc um so so in some ways yes it is if you're symptomatic that you, that you should get the blood test but then again you know we're always encouraging people to take control of their health we're always encouraging people to try and and um and improve things and and do you know preventative stuff etc so i think for the most part people can be fairly comfortable that if they if they're getting a balanced diet then they shouldn't really be deficient in in any of the nutrients however if they know that they are deficient in some of those nutrients because there's something missing from their diet then you know you you would need to kind of either source it elsewhere or um you know with supplements or yeah get tested for it Um, i I wonder if um low carb diets often have you know because we sort of know oh vegetarian or vegan like they're often deficient in b12 and they're probably going to get more from taking creatine um but with low carbs, like, you know, people who are on really low carb diets, not eating a lot of fruit or veg, um, mm. no whole grains, obviously. So you are really 
you know, potentially limiting a lot of your sources of vitamins and minerals. Well, so, this is but I've where... not seen that much evidence on that. I don't know if you have. I mean, this is what I like. I mean, I think I don't know evidence on it, but I guess that's why, you know, dietary restriction of, of, of whole food groups, etc., um, yeah. or whole, you know, sections of your diet um isn't you know there are there are you know with with the benefits there are going to be things that you will lose out on as well and that's why it's so important to be quite well informed about these sorts of things and to have a decent knowledge about nutrition or to be doing things under the guidance of somebody who does um because you don't really want to end up you know making things worse for yourself I yeah and I, I was just going to say there as well mike is that you know again it's based on you know assumptions but based on lifestyle choices and dietary choices you can kind of you, you can make a few guesses like for me for example i don't digest red meat very well so i do supplement with the zinc on top of that as well because the likelihood is i'm just not getting enough zinc um, oh look <laughs> where's dan did dan just go I'm here. Dan and Emma went for a second. Oh. Everyone's back. It's fine. Okay. I wasn't saying anything important anyway. No, I was just saying just based on um, lifestyle and dietary choices as well, in terms of preferences as well, it might be that um, people supplement with other things. So I was just saying that me, me, for example, that I don't eat a great deal of red meat. Yeah. My body just doesn't digest it very well. So I do take a zinc supplement on top of that because the likelihood is I'm not probably meeting my zinc requirements based on the amount of exercise I do. And this is what I was saying about uh, omega-3s earlier is that essentially, you know, I knew I wasn't getting very much fat in my diet, wasn't eating a lot of, you know, oily fish and stuff like that because you know because calories calories and uh, <laughs> isn't that bad isn't that like when you get to the point where you don't want to have oily fish i was speaking to someone today because i was talking about the best flavors of carb killer shakes um and, and i was saying oily fish is the best flavor well, of course <laughs> but i was talking about how fudge brownie was was amazing and it was the only one i need really and they were saying oh, actually white chocolate's quite good and i was like yeah I, I never really have that because it's it's higher in calories and as i was saying it i was thinking Wow, it's got fourteen more calories. No, sixteen more calories. Oh my god! Then, Mike, but, you know what you need? You need an intuitive eating intervention. Oh, it's funny you should say that. It's funny you should say that, Dan. Guess what I started today? Is that today? You today? Started? Yeah. Are we going on a tangent? Yeah. Oh, why not? We have a habit, don't we? Well, look. Should, what? Look. We will. Should I'm, I wrap this up? Well, it, should we yeah, get we through are, some we're recommendations getting, we're getting for, for time? Some more? But we we're getting for time. But I'll tell I'll tell people very quickly. And then uh, we'll do a proper podcast on the intuitive eating thing. But today I am starting my intuitive eating um, experiment. I started it with five biscuits. So we'll see how it goes. Um, Great. Yeah. Um, so but you stopped at five. Off on um, vitamins and supplements, there's a few little things I wanted to say before we end that part. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So a few things. I think one of the misconceptions is that you know with fitness as well we often do this but like a little bit of of something is good so more of it's obviously better and you can although of course it's not it's not um doesn't often happen you can overdose on vitamins so there are two there are two types of vitamins water soluble which are fairly safe you're kind of just wasting your money um your body's quite good at maintaining its homeostatic regulation of the vitamin levels at once so if you have excess water soluble vitamins you will pee those out um, again complete waste of money but shouldn't do too much uh, damage to your health um, uh, and then number two you've got fat soluble vitamins so they're stored in your fat 
And if you do overconsume these, you can become toxic or get toxicity. Do you become toxic, Mike? I don't think that's a thing. I can make you poorly. Yeah, I don't think you you become toxic. But you do have toxicity. You can have toxicity. Yes. Um, So, yeah, I guess just the point of that too much of a good thing is no longer a good thing. Uh, something that we often forget in fitness that mm-hmm. you know the common thing is protein as well like oh if some protein helps me build muscle then more will be exponentially better and kind of same with training like oh if I'm training five times a week if I train 10 times a week I'll be twice as good like it doesn't mm. quite well this way. is well timed for that because that that's you know inevitably what happens in January isn't it with a lot of people is that you know, they've taken the month off. I want to get back into exercise. Well, well I'm going to train twice a day for seven days a week, or I'm not going to eat any carbs at all, and I'm not going to eat any calories at all. And then they burn out inevitably, believe, by the end of the month because they mm-hmm. go to the excess. Whereas I know we like to band it around and it's that word, that whole moderation thing, but it's, yeah, finding it in there somewhere. Yeah. But even if they could maintain on like a sort of psychological level or whatever, the training twice a day like you're not going to get twice as good of benefits and actually no, recovery exactly. is so important that you will start to i guess overtrain but also like your the level of effort you can put in and the quality of your sessions is going to go downhill and i'd i'd much prefer clients having four quality training sessions than say eight pretty poor quality training sessions yeah i say yep as if i'm a personal trainer yeah i'm, I'm not i have I'm no idea yep. And, and I never do eight sessions a week. Are we going to get to train when I come down? Oh, gosh. I was waiting for that. Yeah, arms only, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do legs. <laughs> uh, yeah, Emma's, Emma's making the pilgrimage to Chichester this week, as is Dan. So we're having an actual face-to-face uh, fitness unfiltered meetup, which is very exciting. What if we all hate Can we add we have met before as well? <laughs> we have met before. <laughs> okay, fine. Oh, and our Christmas dinner. It's basically our Christmas party. Gosh, yeah. Oh, it is our Christmas party. It's our work Christmas do. That's exciting, isn't it? F-U Christmas Christmas do. Um, So we started on a song and we finished on a song. (laughs) And shall we end there? Let's end there. Let's end there. Bye, guys. All the spiel about following the podcast and subscribing and rating and all that jazz. And thank you. We love people tagging us into Instagram stories when they've listened to it as well. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Bye, everyone. See ya.